I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm super happy because we have a social entrepreneur on the show today. We have PK Kersey, the founder of That Suits You, representing Brooklyn, New York. We have Brooklyn in the building today. So I am happy and we're going to be talking about how we can get some diversity and inclusion in the boardrooms and in more organizations by helping the community, especially uh, helping to promote African-American men. Let's talk about it. Hey, welcome to Millennials Anonymous for another episode. I'm super excited because we actually have a guest with us today and it is PK Kersey. So we are going to talk about a lot of different things and I'm super excited to have him here. So I want to first off just thank him for being and coming on our platform because he certainly did not have to do that. And I'm super, again, like I said, I'm super excited for having him here and then also being able to talk about the community. We're both kind of in the nonprofit world. So I'm super excited about that. Hey, PK, can you, having a little bit of trouble. Can you hear me? Hey, you, how's everything? Okay, great, perfect, perfect, perfect. So like I said, I'm super excited to have you here and I wanna talk more about you and then also what you're doing. So tell me a little bit about yourself, the man, the philanthropist, the author, the professional, and kind of what brought you into the nonprofit industry? Because I know it's different for us all. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be up here. Uh, I'm just a guy from Brooklyn who uh, was raised in Brooklyn. And um, thank God for the experiences that I've had. Uh, I've actually worked for the Department of Motor Vehicle for uh, 24 years. I've been married for actually today is our anniversary. I've been married for 27 years and um, I have twin boys, uh, Kel and Kai. And so um, what actually got me started uh, on this journey was, uh, like I said, working for DMV for so long, I was responsible for doing a lot of interviews and I would see so many in individuals, so many guys come in and they really weren't dressed properly for interviews. And as a result, they weren't getting hired. So I kind of felt bad for them because I know how important image, uh, how important that uh, your image plays a role in you getting hired, people viewing you and seeing you and judging you. So uh, me and my brother, we formed an organization called That Suits You, where we started giving away suits and ties to uh, individuals. And we saw their confidence grow and we realized that we had something here. So we formed the nonprofit and just have a really real passion for it, helping individuals, especially men, uh, reach a certain level uh, by uh, improving on their image. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, it's very similar. It's funny because it's very similar to how I got started. I was also interviewing people and I noticed that people were lacking some of the skill sets. So that's really funny that we kind of very, very similar. Now, <laughs> what is that suits you? Uh, you kind of you mentioned it. So tell us what your organization actually does and tell us a little bit about why you chose the name. Uh, that suits you is a nonprofit that was formed here in uh, Brooklyn, 
New York uh, as a result of me having that experience with DMV. And what we do is initially started helping men who are coming home from prison to get back into the workforce by improving their image by providing attire. But then we just didn't want to give clothing. We wanted to add another element to it. So we added the training element. And our motto is we want to train the inner man but suit the outer man. So we've added uh, workshops, what we call choices workshops, basically stand for change, habits, options, image, communication, effort equals success. And during those workshops and providing the tire, we've assisted over 8,200 individuals currently. And uh, we believe that it's really become a huge part of the community because so many men, they come home and they get training, they get training for uh, resumes, they get training for different skills, but then when they go to the interview, they really don't have the proper attire. So even though they have the training and the resumes down, they're lacking that part of it. And it was really hindering a lot of them from getting hired. So by partnering with different agencies that already providing training or going to schools and colleges and adding our workshop training to it, we've actually seen such a uh, tremendous shift as far as the um, men learning and knowing about the importance of image and how really to use their image to get them in different places. Uh, we teach, you know, 7-Eleven rules. Within the first seven seconds, people make 11 judgments about you. And a lot of people really didn't realize how important uh, their image uh, their, their image played in the interview process and just in, in meetings and life in general. So we feel that we've really filled a void and we're just continually trying to grow and get better at what we do. I like that. The the first seven seconds, people made 11 judgments about you. I've not used that, but I, I like that one. I think I'm going to use that from now on, you, <laughs> which is very true. Is if you've ever walked into anywhere, you know that people just from seeing you will make a judgment. We've seen it, unfortunately, especially like with Starbucks, you know, kind of the whole racial discrimination, just from seeing people, uh -huh. they assume that they were a certain way, uh, which is just what, unfortunately, the country that we live in. Now, you kind of hit on it just a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit about the barriers that you see specifically, because I know you do some of the workforce training or you know soft skill development. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the term, it's just basically a skill set that helps you better do your job, but not necessarily the skill that you need in order to do your job. So what particularly have you seen like as far as barriers or entry, barrier entries into employment for your population or clients? Uh, a lot of it, uh, the main portion of it was uh, visual. Uh, we, we talk about the uh, three V's of communication, visual, vocal, and verbal. And visual played such a huge part of it because um, they say that, you know, I don't have a suit, but I come in with a button up or you know, some khakis. And we always tell them that, you know, that's gonna okay, make an okay impression. You wanna always make an outstanding first impression because those first impressions are really hard to remove. So an outstanding first impression with men is definitely uh, knotted up in the suit. Uh, four basic colors, gray, black, blue, and brown, nice white shirt, tie, that visual. So now you're hitting the visual. And then you wanna work on your vocal, which is uh, your tone how loud you speak, you know, a lot of things that we really aren't taught in school or in when growing up, you know, we really aren't taught um, how to talk to people. And lastly is the verbal, which is a big 
uh, component of it because uh, in Brook, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. A lot of black men, we really don't communicate that much, or we're taught not to talk too much. And so now you're putting us in a situation, in an interview situation, where we have to look good, we have to have our vocals together, and we have to speak uh, well. So a lot of things that we really haven't been taught how to master, and it, it really was uh, obvious why so many guys weren't being hired because they really weren't capitalizing on these three Ds. So we go on and we go in and we really try to teach the the importance of your visual, your vocal, your verbal skills. And if you lack them, practice. You know, don't just say, "Well, I'm not good in that area" or "I don't have that." You know, you have to. Uh, this is your life, so you have to really take advantage of it and make sure that you try to be the best you can be in all the areas. And if you are lacking and get training, get a mentor, read up on it, go to YouTube, Google it, whatever you have to do to get better. I certainly agree with that. I, I do have a question for you. Since you, you do a lot of the clothing piece and there's been a little bit of a shift. So in like, I guess the employment world, they're kind of changing a little bit. What would you recommend if let's say you get an email and it says like you should come business casual? What is your recommendation on that? Because I know sometimes people get caught up on that and they think it's casual and they come completely ill prepared for it. Do you still recommend a suit even if they say business casual? What's your what's your thought on that? Well, well it, 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 it depends a lot. Like you said, a lot of the uh, job jobs are really trying to change a little bit as far as what they say. And if they put in the in the interview letter, you know, don't wear a suit or, you know, come comfortable, you know, that's one thing. But the general case is we always suggest that you wear a suit because that is the highest level. And you do want to make an outstanding first impression. And many times uh, from experience, you know, us as black males, we're going against the image of media what people mm -hmm. see in the media, what people see in the newspaper, what they read, what they see on television, what their interpretation and perception is of a black male. And a lot of times from that narrative, it's negative. So you are going against that. So you do want to combat that with your best presentation, which is uh, a suit and tie. Absolutely. And I, I agree with that 100%. If you can look your best, why not? Of course, you don't want to. If they specifically say, do not do that, you don't want to you right. know, wear a suit. But I, I agree with that 100%. Just like you said, you only have seven seconds to prove it. And the only thing you can do is come dressed for success. Now, I do have a question for you. So as a community, how can we start to change the course for especially young African-American men? Because I know you, you help older and younger, um, but specifically dealing with our younger population of African-American men, what can we do to kind of start the course and change the outcome? Because I know that you help them tie ties and that's something that a lot of young men don't get. So what would you say for us as a community? Well, I mean, just, just that, having more examples of men who a good representation so that they can see um, how uh, I should carry myself. This is how I should look. You know, when I was growing up, my buddy was a successful African-American male. He used to always give that to me. And what that did, it put in my mind like images of black people being the CEO, being the boss, being successful. I mean, being involved mm -hmm. in different uh, areas where young men or 
older men are working together and there's a collaborative effort as far as the community where you have that visual representation because that I believe is so important. That was kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to put the book together, Suited for Success, because it, it enabled uh, younger boys, younger people to see black men who look just like them, who had challenges, who had difficulties, who had things going on in their life, but they still were able to put uh, put that aside and still were able to achieve a certain level of success in their life based on you know whatever they had to do. So I believe representation, uh, getting young men involved, getting fathers, getting uncles, getting uh, older men who are in business back to mentor, having a mentor is extremely important because like I said, it puts that person in contact with that, that other individual who can see, touch, and ask questions so that they can have that visual representation. I, I agree with that. A lot of people don't realize that in order for you to be able to expand, you kind of have to see it, see someone else do it. Because I couldn't tell you how many young people I've talked to that don't think they can do any better than what they see. Like my mother didn't do any better. My father didn't do any better. Why would I? And so right, I believe right. in that. And we do need more people to become mentors in all different avenues and all different types of, of male role models, because you need to see yourself. I believe representation is extremely important. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about your your book. You hit on it just a little bit. Now, it's, I guess it's kind of a little bit of both, talking about your book and kind of what you do. What do you feel like most people lack to understand about success? Because you've been quite successful. What do you think most people lack in understanding what success truly is? Uh, good question. I believe with this uh, social media uh, world we live in now, I mean, it, it kind of, if you don't really understand success, you look at social media, you, 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 you get, you'll even understand that even less because social media makes it seem like success is overnight, success is instant, success happens every day. When actually, yeah. if you actually, looked up or follow somebody who's successful, you would see, you know, we talk about the uh, S's when we when I talked about the choices workshops and the S's, the last S's for success. And we basically break it down. Success is the path to success is you start, you sacrifice, you separate, you struggle, you suffer, and then you reach success. So if you actually look at that, that's actually a path that no one would actually purposely choose because of the where you have to go, you know, struggle, suffer, sacrifice, separate, who who willingly wants to take that route. But that is the actual blueprint to being successful. You know, you're gonna have to have suffer, you can have suffering days, you can have struggling days, you can have days of separation, you're gonna have days of sacrifice. And then you will reach success. But that's maybe success in one area. You may have to start the process all over again. So who willingly, purposely will go through this? Not a lot of people. So oh, that's one thing I think that people really misunderstand about success. So failure is a huge part of it, but it's not something that we really love. You know, I love to fail, but it's just it's a huge part of it. And it's something that you must go through if you truly want to be successful. I, I, I agree with that. And I think that we do live in a time where people only see the positive. So like you said, on social media, most people don't show the struggle. They just show the end result. So right. a lot of people believe like if you do fail, that means that you're not successful or you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So I agree with that a hundred, a thousand, not a hundred, a thousand percent mm -hmm. that we need to understand that 
failure is a part of success. And I think that's another thing that gets people hung up. So when they get in the interview process and they've asked like, what's your greatest weakness? People get caught up on that. Or like if you've ever been, you know, fired or terminated from a job, people get hung up on that. But it's not necessarily about the failure in life. It's really about what you learn from it and how you can grow from it. So I believe, and all the people that I know that have been successful have failed in their lives. I don't know anybody who hasn't failed in their lives become successful. So failure is certainly a part of it. Now, you've been very successful with your business. Uh, what tips can you give young entrepreneurs? So someone who's starting, thinking about starting their business journey, either in the nonprofit world, which is a whole nother beast, or even on the, I guess you can say, for-profit side? Uh, well, I believe either way you go, I believe you must have find out what you really are passionate about or what you really have a desire to do. Because if you're not really passionate about it, when you go through that road to success and you get to the struggle and the sacrifice and the suffering, you're going to want to quit. And if you're not passionate about it, you will quit. And you will say, you know, maybe this is not me. I give up. I do something else. But if you're passionate about it, even during those times, you won't be able to kick it. You may want to. You may think, you know, I'll stop for a couple of days. But that passion will rise up in you and you'll fight through those days. So find out something that you're really passionate about. Find out information about it, you know, before you just jump into it. Uh, even speak to some people who are actually doing what you want to, what you want to do. And uh Gleam some, get a mentor, gleam some information from them. And, you know, those few keys, I think, are important before they actually get started. But find your passion, surround yourself with the right people, and gather a much, as much information as you can about what, that thing that you want to do. Yes. Amen. Research is power. Research is key. And I think in business, a lot of people failed to understand that. So I agree with that also a thousand percent. Now, if you could tell young PK anything about success, like the lessons that you've learned, what would you give, what information would you give to young PK about life and success? Um, well, my mother, she worked for Verizon for 30 years and retired. My father worked for New York City Transit for 25 years and he retired. And they basically put their idea of success onto um, their children, me, my brother, my sister, which is a great thing. But mm -hmm. um, that really wasn't what, you know, I wound up working with DMV for 24 years because of that. But that was, wasn't really one of my idea for success. So I would say make sure you define what success is to you. And once you define it, make sure that you then uh, follow that. Don't just follow what someone else wants you to do. Okay, so tell me, or tell us rather, about your book, Suited for Success, and your new book, which is coming out, I Want to Talk to a Supervisor. Uh, uh, Suited for Success is basically a collaboration of 25 Black men who have um, basically sharing their stories of what they had to do to succeed. So it's men from all, from many different uh, fields, different uh, parts of the country who came together as a collaborative effort to inspire the next generation, uh, the previous generation, any generation of individuals who may be struggling with fulfilling their purpose. 
they're basically sharing their story of what they had to do, the obstacles they had to overcome, the tragedies that they went through, the temptations, the trials. And we all put it together as a collaborative effort to just show that, um, look, we made it. We're here. If we did it, you can do it. And I believe it makes a tremendous statement to show the unity, uh, the unity of these 25 black men uh, just standing up and being vulnerable and, sh and talking about the things that they had to go through to be successful. Uh, my, my other book uh, I want to talk to a supervisor is basically my story of what, um, what I had to go through in my own personal life, uh, working for DMV, the lessons that I've learned being in government for over 24 years, uh, the lessons that I've learned as far as being in churches, uh, being an assistant pastor, being married for over 25 years, just the, the things that I've learned that have helped me to navigate through a lot of the trials and tribulations that I have gone through in my life as well. So the, 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 the narrative of both of these books is basically about motivating and inspiring an individual to go to the next level in their life. Perfect. I, I'm super excited. I haven't had the chance to read your books, but I'm going to get both of them. And I recommend that all of you also get both of those books. But before I move on and we're going to talk about where you can get those books, I want to ask you, because you, congratulations, happy anniversary. Uh, oh, thank you. That is something that I would love to, to ask you if you could give just really quick one tip on success for staying married so long. Like, that's an impressive feat, especially today. Right, right. Um, well, wow, you, know, you think about it, 27 years, it is a, a long time. Um, I think, and we, I think we've been able to pivot through so many life changes and challenges. You know, we had, uh, took us a long time to have children. Uh, our sons are now uh, 10 years old. So we've been married 27. So it took us a while before we actually had children. And then when we had, we had twins. Um, just uh, her, her challenges growing up with her family, the things that she went through, um, my situation. So it, it was just, uh, I think what helped us is just being able to communicate and navigate through so many different situations that we've gone through. Um, when it got hard, we didn't quit. Uh, we're still not quitting. You know, even d during this transition, you know, I'm working for 24 years in the government and then the, in that to start my own uh, journey business, my own um, write books and speak. And that in itself uh, is a different uh, challenges as well. So just the fact that we've been able to not quit when things got hard to communicate about uh, what's going on, differences and obstacles. Uh, she's, she's really a tremendous woman in her own right. She has her own business. Uh, it's called Georgia Stitch, where she makes women's clothing, custom clothing, bridal wear, and the different things like that. So both now being uh, having our own businesses. So, I mean, it's exciting. And mm -hmm. at the same time, it's challenging. But, you know, I love every part of it. Uh, I love that she's uh, in it with me. Uh, we're in it together and we're raising these young men. So, you know, it's just a, it's just a part of life. You know, you learn and you get better and you try to get better each and every day. Awesome. I can't wait to, to get there. I've, I have 15 years with, with my husband. So I look forward to getting to 20. Thank you. 27. So I understand exactly what you mean. It is not an easy thing. It is something that you have to work at every single day. And for those who are interested in purchasing your book, are there like a certain place? Are you on Amazon? Where can we get your books from? 
Well, Suda for Success Volume One is actually it came out last year, so they can get it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble. They can also go to our, our website, www.thatsuchu.org. They can pick it up there. Uh, I want to talk to a supervisor. Will be out uh, later this year, as long with Suited for Success Volume Two, which also will be out later this year, which is another 25 gentlemen uh, sharing their stories as well. So those, the book that's out now is Suited for Success Volume One. They can pick it up. And where other books are sold, also go to our website and uh, Student for Success Volume 2. And I want to talk to a supervisor. Those books will be out uh, later at the end of this year, closer to the uh, beginning of next year. Congratulations on both of those things. And before we go, we have to know how to donate or are you looking for volunteers or anything like that? Is there a particular, I guess it's your, your website, www.thatsuitsyou.org? Correct. Or they can uh, donate. Uh, it's a link to if you want to make a financial donation. Also, we're, you know, we collect uh, new and gently worn professional attire. So we currently are looking for sizes 38 regular to 44 long. Uh, uh, professional wear suits, uh, ties, uh, uh, accessories like uh, cufflinks, socks, belts, different things like that. But if you to contact us, just go to the website and click the contact uh, button and send us an email and we can set up a dialogue on how we can talk about some things that we may need or how we can partner and do some work together. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again. Have a happy anniversary. I wish you awesome luck and please everybody out there pick up both of, well, three. He has three books coming out, but you can pick up Suited for Success right now. Thank you so much, PK, and I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on your platform. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Enjoy. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. So I'm super happy and excited. I, I, he is an amazing person. I've had the opportunity to be able to speak with him on several different occasions. And I am trying to get him to, again, join the ACDN, which is an organization, it's a national organization that helps the organizations, the small grassroots organizations be able to build up infrastructure, market brands so that they can serve the communities and do better uh, for the communities. Because as you know, I love to, to give back, I'm a part of, several different organizations. So I'm super excited about that and being able to get him on board. I think he can help grow that organization. And then also I think that organization can help his organization as well and see how we can partner with that. But I want to thank all of you for watching and subscribing. If you just watch this and you're like, hey, I'm doing something and I want to be on your platform, please reach out to me. So that is just Lisa at leasewinnie.com. We did have some technical difficulties a little bit earlier. So if you had some problems with the sound, let me know. So we can make sure that we either up re-upload re it or whatever we need to do. Because I know a couple of pieces sound like they may have cut out here or there. This is something that happens when you're recording and you're recording it, you know, on a, a technically a live basis, but we re-edit it and then uh, put it back. It, it, yes, it's a thing. It's a thing. So again, I want to thank PK Kersey. Please, he is an amazing person. Go read his book. Super, super excited for me to go read the book. And I get like, again, I want to thank you all. Happy 4th of July to everybody. Be safe out there. And this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous. Bye-bye.